the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are here uh, in the uh, beginning of June making a podcast. Can't believe that it's already like, this is the sixth month of the year. That means we're like halfway through 2021. It's amazing. Uh, and we've got some stuff coming up here today. We've got a guest that you've never heard before. I don't think you've heard before. And he's shaking his head no. I think you've heard his wife before. Uh, so uh, that's fun and exciting. Uh, I want to remind you about the fact that Apple has redone the way they are rating shows and whatnot. So they're re-looking at all the ratings. So if you can go and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would really be even more tremendously helpful than it has been in the past. So go out and do that. Really, really appreciate the people who are doing new reviews and ratings for us. You can re-rate and review now. If you've done one in the past, you can do it now. If you did one last week, they won't let you rate it again again. But uh, please go and rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening somewhere else, go check us out on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating anyway. But give us a rating wherever you're listening, whatever podcatcher you happen to like. Find us on uh, social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on MySpace. Yes, we are. We're on Reddit. MySpace is still a thing. My, my guest is smiling. Um, it's barely a thing, but it's a thing. Uh, so anyhow, go find us on those social media outlets and join in the conversation. Don't forget to share us with a hashtag tune in Tuesday when the show comes out. Uh, if you really, really, really want to be an overachiever and you want to be a patron of the show and of the ministry, you can go to MessItUpPodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can financially support the ministry. What does that do, people are asking me. Well, here's what it does. It puts money into the bank for messed up ministries so that we can help send people into prisons. We're not sending people to jail. We are sending people into the prisons to do prison ministry, uh, to bring uh, prison fellowship academy to prisoners. We're providing books and reading materials, Bibles, those kind of things. And we're just getting gas money for people to drive back and forth to prisons. So if you would want to do that, uh, we really welcome our patrons and those donations are tax deductible. So you can do it for as little as a dollar a month and it really, really does make a huge difference. So check us out on patreon.com slash messed up ministries or mess it up podcast or go to mess it up podcast.com and click the become a patron button. What is our word of the week, you ask? Well, our word of the week is one. This is uh, the last one that I got in, the, in a big, I got a huge email. By the way, it's Bowtie Guy at Mess It Up Podcast uh, from uh, listener Andrew, and he gave me a bunch of words of the week. And this is the last one, which is connote. And connote is one of those fun words, which uh, it, it means that something that a word implies or suggests, in addition to the little, literal meaning of the word, it, it means, well, and it kind of implies this as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, being a patron connotes that not only do you listen to the show, but that you love the show. So go check that out. If you can use connote in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points for every single time you do it and make sure people know that you've been listening to the show. So that pretty much sums up the beginning of everything here. And now I'm going to introduce our guest. This is a guy that I've known for a very, very long time since he was a punk kid. Now he's a punk adult. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, good to be here. Wow. Listen to that voice. 
sometimes I worry, and I knew when I was setting up Matt, I set up Matt as though I was talking because he's got that same kind of uh, projecting uh, stage voice. So um, it's not going to be one of those weird things that we have with the voice, hopefully, this time. Matt, how long have we known each other? How old are you? You're oh, 72? Yeah, something like that. Uh, somewhere, somewhere just south of my 70s. Actually, I am 41. And I like that you say it with a question in your voice. Well, because there are times where I don't believe it myself. <laughs> um, yeah, and shoot, we've you... known each other since '93. Yeah, 94, somewhere in that or somewhere 90, in that realm. Yep, yep. You know, long, long. Time. Yeah, it's been a minute. That's for sure. Here's the thing: I don't really uh, grasp. But when you were saying with the question in your voice, I sometimes forget my own age and I think well the 80s were just a little while ago because I was in high school and um, as we're recording this it's May and uh, so today is the 19th of May yesterday was May 18th I was like oh Mount St. Helens Day and I remember when Mount St. Helens erupted back in the 80s they were like it hasn't erupted for like 50 years I'm thinking wow that was so long ago and (laughs) When I was looking at the things, like, wow, that was 40 years ago. Because I told someone I was like 30 years, and I was like, oh, wait, no, this is 2021. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, I'm a geezer. Yeah. No, not yeah. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) You never follow I'm a geezer with yeah. Well, But to your point, right? Like, I feel pretty old when I was looking through news stories the other day, and I saw one about a petition going around to retire Pat Tillman's number in the NFL uh-huh. um, for, for the entirety, for every team in the NFL. Yeah. And um, because it was after 9-11 that he left professional football and he joined the military. And that was 20 years ago this wow. year. And that, yeah, I mean, that that has me all a thwack. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking about, all right, 1994, Kurt Cobain died in 94. That's right. like 30 years almost. Holy mattress. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't realize how long it had been until I heard that Foo Fighters were being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know you need 25 years in the business right. before you're eligible. I was like, I think of Foo Fighters as like these you know, new kids on the block that have like one band. Well, not the band, new kids on the block. Right. I, no. Let me be clear. Foo Fighters and new kids on the block are very different bands. Very, one very plays good. music and one sucks. So, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we're old. And speaking of old, the show is getting there and we haven't been anywhere yet. So um, the reason that I asked Matt to be on the show is Matt was preaching uh, recently at church. And we're talking about uh, the uh, the stuff with uh, – in well, t- the sermon series is, has been about being ready. Right, right. The, the sermon series that we've been going through has been um, – living victoriously and we've been talking about the different pieces of the armor of god yeah and so matt got to talk about shoes (laughs) yeah i was super excited for that one because when you talk about the armor of god the one one that you want is the shoes but i will tell you um it's worth a listen um if you want to go back and check it out because i learned a lot um not just about actual Roman military footwear of the time, but actually how that relates to our lives as Christians. Yeah, and 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 everything like that, and and it specifically why uh, the Apostle Paul chose that to represent peace in our lives. Yeah, and the thing that I think is interesting is 
in one sermon, you know, it's always fun if you go back and check out, Matt doesn't get to preach a lot, but uh, he always brings some interesting, fun things. And I like to be there when Matt's preaching because he's not as boring as the normal preacher. Um, but uh, he, he, he can weave things into the story that you might not always expect and, and bring things to mind. Like uh, I sent Matt a picture of Gene Simmons based on his sermon. And that doesn't always happen in no. a sermon in church. But the thing that really stuck out to me, I was like, ooh, I've got to have Matt come on and talk about this, was when he was talking about um, his son and, uh, and, and some things with like that. So Matt, can you just kind of relay that story that you told on Sunday? Yeah, so um, for a while, my son has suffered with night terrors. And this all began probably two and a half or almost three years ago now. Um, and how old is he? He's, he's just turned six. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Blows me away. Once again, feeling old. But um, this was a time where my wife and I were considering a career change. I'd been in law enforcement for almost 10 years at this point. And uh, just through some various things was looking to change careers. And the only two things I've ever really kind of been equipped to do has been law enforcement or ministry. And so we were talking about uh, joining up with a, a nonprofit ministry called Youth for Christ, uh, which I am a, currently a part of. But as we were walking through this process of praying about leaving full-time ministry, that was when these night terrors started. And it was uh, once or twice a week, pretty much every week, and almost at the same time, usually between 10 and 10.30 at night, like clockwork. You know, we, we knew if we got past about 10.30 that he was going to be okay that night. But... When he has these night terrors, he's he's sitting up in bed, his eyes are open, he's looking around his room. It's not just a bad dream, he's, he's having a real rough go. And you can tell that he's looking around the room and that he sees things. And so, you know, in addition to my wife and I spending time praying over him and, and praying for, for the peace of God in his life and, and those types of things, we began to teach him verses that dealt with fear and, and there's one from psalm chapter 4 that says um, in peace i will lie down and sleep lord you alone keep me safe and and i told that story because um you know in my message from sunday when we talk about peace a lot of us think of just the absence of conflict or the absence of chaos but um when when god talks about peace when paul is talking about it the word that he uses it describes security and prosperity and it, it describes a bunch of really good things that god wants for our lives and so when you interject that into the verse in peace right in in prosperity in security in all of these other things that god wants for my life i will lay down and sleep lord you alone keep me safe um you know so we started teaching him verses like that verses that deal with peace in his life um you know, um, God not giving us a spirit of fear, those types of things. And um, the story that I told was this. Um, this was a couple weeks ago. He woke up, well, didn't wake up. He was sleepwalking. And my wife and I are sitting on the couch. We're unwinding, watching TV. And he comes out and he's been crying and he's still kind of, you know, kind of that, that little, you know, six-year-old whimper kind of a thing but you can tell that he's still seeing something he's looking around the room and, and his eyes are huge and his face is is tense and he's he, he he can see something and we're trying to talk to him i'm trying to maybe like gently wake him up you know so that he can get beyond this and at one point my wife just pulls him up into her lap and she's hugging him and 
and you know we're we're assuring him that everything is going to be okay and even in his in this sleepwalking state he begins to recite the verses that mm. he knows and and he's sitting in her lap and he, he says in peace i will lie down and sleep lord you alone keep me safe psalm 4 8 because that's the way it goes with him every single time um and and then he, he said it again and at about the the end of the second time that he said it his face began to relax and his eyes got soft right like he wasn't looking around the room so much anymore and the scary things in in his head were going away mm. that's amazing now how when did you decide is this the only stuff that you've done with memory verses with him have you always done memory verses or was this a new thing with the night terrors that you're gonna teach him some verses it started out with that as a new thing, and since then we've we've branched out and we've given him you know some other ones to to memorize as well. And he's probably got about seven or eight in in the hopper that he says every night before bed. Wow, what is his his attitude towards this? Is this like something that he likes doing? Does it? It seems like it would give him comfort. It does. It does. Um, there have been nights where we've been tucking him in, and we're kind of in a hurry to get his sister into bed too. And, um, you know, he's like, daddy, we didn't say my verses. Uh, and so there have been times when I said, okay, buddy, um, I know you're not going to sleep right, right away. Let me, let us, let us finish with sissy and then we'll come back and do your verses. Um, and there have been times, uh, where he's been uneasy at night because maybe he watched, you know, he saw something in one of the shows that he was watching that kind of freaked him out a little bit or whatever. And he will say them multiple times. Mm. He'll say them until he has... Until he has peace, until he feels yeah. secure, and I explained to him what it means. Like we, we taught him Second uh, Timothy one seven. Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self discipline. And I, I explained to him that you know, the self discipline side of this is the fact that when we feel scared, we go to God like this. We 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 go to God in, in Scripture and in prayer. We pray that God will keep us safe and give us peace. We recite these verses and, and we let them know that when you recite the word of God, the devil has to go. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is such a powerful thing because I, you know, I've never been good with memorizing verses. I just, I always, whenever they'd say memory verse when I was in Sunday school, I was like, oh no, not this because it just doesn't stick. And to this day, I know like, okay, yeah, I can identify what you just said. That's in the Bible somewhere. Mm -hmm. And based on context, I can, yep, yep, that's a New Testament. Okay, yeah, that one's kind of... But, you know, I always hate it when I'm sitting with a pastor friend and like, well, you know, we're reading Galatians. You know what it says in Galatians. Like, mm, I probably Jesus? do. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it says some words. But I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Right. And so it's just amazing to me that this little guy does it. And it, it I can imagine that it, it sends him off to bed feeling like, okay, I'm strapped up now. Yeah. I'm ready to, to do this. Yeah. And if he doesn't have it, I'm guessing it it causes a little bit more, you know, concern. Like I know when I get out of the car, I'm always patting myself down. Do I have yep. the keys? Do I have the wallet? And that's, you know, he's patting himself down before he goes off to sleep. And yeah. that's just, what an amazing uh, habit to get into that you're building in a six-year-old that he's going to know when his kids have this. He's mm -hmm. like, you know what? Well, Grandpa Matt, <laughs> he taught me this back in the, 2020s yeah and and the amazing thing is this um pretty much without fail um the morning after he's he's had a night terror like that we'll ask him if he had bad dreams 
last night. And and without fail, he just says, no, I didn't. That's so cool. What did you dream about? I was talking with Jesus. Ah. Oh. And so even even in even in that that state where he's you know awake but asleep, um, you know he's he's having he's having conversations. Yeah. With Jesus, you know, and he's he's safe and he's secure and he doesn't remember these these bad things, which are terrifying to yeah. him in the moment. Yeah. And and it sounds like he has his heart open to this, which fits in with uh, our song of the week, which was sent in uh, by uh, listener Kevin. And uh, it is a song by a guy named Mac Brock. It's called Heart Wide Open. And uh, so we're going to listen to about 90 seconds of that. We'll be back on the other side to talk about that and how we can apply some scripture into our lives. So here's 90 seconds of Mac Brock with Heart Wide Open. There you go. I had never heard that song before, Matt. Was that a new one to you as well? Yeah, that was a new one. Um, I'm actually pretty unfamiliar with this artist, but I really liked what I heard, so I'm definitely going to be checking out some of his other stuff. What stood out in that one? So there's a line in the song where he says, Your love is constant. You're disarming every fear. My soul awakens. I know you're here. You're always here. And that stood out to me because that's what we tell our son all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially before bed, especially when he says he's afraid, you know, one of the things that we tell him is, you know, who do you belong to? Mm. So I belong to Jesus. Or, or if he's afraid, he, he, sometimes he's afraid that bad guys are going to break into the house. And I said, well, you know, buddy, first of all, daddy's going to protect you. Right. But even more important than that, like Jesus protects you, you know? And, and so we, we've been constantly just trying to gently reaffirm this idea that no matter what's going on in his life, God is always with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like that idea of disarming um, because I tell people that one of the best ways to get out of a conflict is to disarm the other person. I, I'm sure as a police officer, you can appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that if you've got a guy coming at you with a weapon, disarming him is an important thing, making sure they can't use that weapon on you. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I told people, you know, you can't use this everywhere, but sometimes if you're in a, a you know, argument or a disagreement with somebody, if you just give them a hug or a kiss and tell them you love them, 
that's really disarming to him. It like makes like what the crud just happened. Now, I don't recommend that to my guys in the prison. They say, you know, you gotta yep. use that carefully because right. that can get you stabbed. But uh, you know, disarming fear, taking away the weapon of fear, right, is a great way to beat it because it can't beat you now, and and you've got its weapon. Um, we talk about in previous shows, you know, being as sick as our secrets, and that those secrets that we hold. And those fears that we hold are weapons that can be used against us to, to create leverage. And, and once we expose the fear, once we expose the secret, it, it takes away its, uh, its potency. Right. And uh, the, the one that uh, jumped out at me, he repeats this, this phrase several times towards the end there. And it says, I'm getting lost in your presence. And I think about being in a store as a kid and just running around and looking at stuff and just being lost and not even realizing, you know, where I am because I'm just wandering around and and it's not like a fear lost. Like, you know, when I finally realize that I'm lost, then it's like, oh, whoa. But when I'm lost in, in the presence of God, nothing else is mattering. I'm just running around in the forest and like checking out bugs. And it's just God has got me and he's keeping all the rest of that nonsense and noise away from me. Right. And, and that's the way I like it. I like to be well, I like to be in nonsense and noise, but I like the bad nonsense and noise to be kept away. Sure. Yeah, and and so one of the things that, that I, I really ended with in my message was to have we, – we talked about two different kinds of peace. We talked about peace with God, which is what happens when you accept Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, Colossians says that we're enemies with God until we accept Christ's grace. And then we have peace with God, which means he's no longer, you know, coming, coming to, to judge and avenge you know, against us. But then there's also the peace of God. And that's something that as Christians, we have to uh, walk in daily. And it's, it's something we have to practice. It's something we have to do. And that is only found in the presence of God, like you were saying, being lost in the presence of God, but also in total surrender. Yeah. You know, and and, and we talked about these areas in our lives that we, we kind of hold on to. Right. And with the youth group, at church, we've talked about this idea of not being a fan, but being a follower. And, I, and when I'm a follower, I, I say, all right, Jesus, here's the master key to my heart. This opens every single room and you have access to every single room. But some of us, and, and this was me for a long time, was I was like, all right, Jesus, here's the janitor's ring. This will open most things, but not everything. Yeah. And in those times when I was still holding on to these things and I wasn't letting God have free reign and rule of my heart that I didn't have the peace of God all the time. And so we have to be continually in his presence, like you were saying, and, and completely surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think of that um, beyond the keys. I want to give God the deed to the house mm-hmm. because I can change the locks. Right. You know, but if God's got the deed, he can come rolling up with the sheriff and be like, hey, buddy, uh, that's my house that you're living in. Right. And, you know, when I think about, you're talking about peace and surrender, when, when I'm fighting with someone or, or arguing with someone or, or having some sort of a disagreement, there's a point where a person just gives up, where they'll, you know, go limp. I, I can remember, uh, you know, kids, you know, flailing and whatnot and just, you know, we'd, we'd wrap our arms around mm-hmm. them uh, when I was working special ed and, and hold them so they couldn't hurt themselves or someone else. And there's a point where they just stop. Right. And it's like, okay, now I don't have to restrain you anymore because you've stopped. And when I 
give up with God. There's not a fight anymore. And God now has me and, and I'm completely, you know, compliant with him. Right. You know, we need to go boneless with God. Right. Right. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how hard I have fought God in some areas of my life. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is, you know, sometimes we don't have peace in our lives. Sometimes we are experiencing chaos in our lives and we're experiencing conflict. And that's not because necessarily we're being attacked by Satan, uh, but it's because we make bonehead, dumb, <laughs> stupid decisions. And, yes. And I feel like when I look back and I take an honest stock of the things that I've gone through in life, it's more because I've made a lot of these bonehead, dumb decisions than not. Yeah. You know, and not that not that at at some point in that I wasn't being attacked by the enemy, but my dumb bonehead ridiculous decision opened the door. Right. And and I I know that I've been with people who have done the thing where you know, you do something completely stupid and I I really get annoyed when people quote bible verses to me that says, you know, you know, you will be persecuted. It's like, see, because I'm being persecuted, that proves that I'm doing what God wants. It's like, no, you, you threw a, a flaming, you know, bottle of gasoline into your neighbor's house and now you're arrested. That's because you suck. It's not because right. God is persecuting you. Terrible, terrible decision. Yeah, yeah. And it's, we've got to be able to differentiate that and, and know how to apply the Bible properly exactly now, if we're in the bible all the time we know our bible it's it's a great way to know verses what if we're not how did how did you guys come up with these verses for asher i i open it up to the back there's a concordance in the back that has a lot of the major things kind of listed out by word by word type mm -hmm. and so i went into the concordance and i looked up fear and okay. i looked up i looked up that word um and it gives you a bunch of different verses talking about fear. Um, and then I also did that with, with peace. I did it with a couple of different words that I thought might might work. And that was how I found some of these specific verses that that he has memorized specifically before going to bed for fear. And then with the other ones, you know, we've, we've been working on some of the classics, you know, John 3.16, mm -hmm. Philippians 4.13, you know, some of those ones. So... Um, the concordance is a great tool because there are a lot of people who who read their Bible and they they mean well and you know, but like maybe like you they have trouble memorizing things. They don't remember addresses for verses. I guess yeah. is what we like to call them the chapter and verse. But you can always go to the back and you can flip this thing open and you can look up that word and yeah. you can you can find it in there because generally when you start seeing. The, the chapters and verses listed in the concordance, you'll know, okay, that one's not right. That one's not right. I, it's, it could be this one. Yeah. And so you can kind of narrow it down to two or three yeah. uh, if you don't realize or you don't remember the exact one. And I'm a big fan of the great Google machine. Yes. And I'm always amazed. I mean, Google made it so much easier. I remember back in the early 2000s before the internet was everywhere, um, you know, we had the internet, but it was slow mm -hmm. and, you know, just plotting and trying to put together a message of some sort for Celebrate Recovery and come up with a verse. Uh, it wasn't what I used. And, and you know, net search wasn't the same. And I had this like stack of discs that yeah. were Bible stuff. And I would, you know, pop the disc and it was like, please put in disc number four. for, 
and you know doing those right. kind of things i get amazed at my guys in the prison because they don't have all the access they've got their bible right and if they're lucky it's got a concordance in the back and maybe they've got you know some other you know commentaries or something mm-hmm. that someone has given them but they they know their bible yeah. and they can find the stuff and it sometimes makes me feel embarrassed because like well I just looked that up in the parking lot I googled it before I came in so I'd know the verse and, mm-hmm. and you've got it right there um, are you when you presented this to Asher was he six at the time when you did it or you started younger than that no we started the verses we started not long after after we moved here because uh, I, I do want to I do want to clarify this once Callie and I made our decision to uh, to leave law enforcement full-time and to join youth for Christ um, and, and to pursue full-time ministry the multiple times a week night terrors pretty well stopped mm. um, they, they didn't continue the decision had been made it was it was final at this point you know, there was no, there was no changing my mind or talking me out of it. He still has bad dreams every once in a while, but they are not nearly with the frequency that he had them before. Um, but again, you know, change, moving from one city to another, and and leaving friends and making new friends is unsettling for full-grown adults, let alone I, he was four right. at this time. And so when we moved here, he was he was starting to experience them again. And that was that was when we we started doing the verses with him. He was probably a little over four, four and a half, right in that area. So young, yeah. And would I mean when you first started this, did you think I don't know if he's old enough to catch on to this or do this or how did he grasp that as a, a little guy? How did you present it to him? Yeah. So we 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 spent some time thinking about that because. You know, different translations of the Bible can be really, go really King wordy. James for a four-year-old. Yes, totally. You should totally not ever for reals do that. <laughs> um, but what we did was, you know, like you said, technology has come a long, long way, and I have hundreds of translations of the Bible in my phone. Yeah. And so uh, we settled on this one verse, and then what we did was we looked through several versions of the Bible to find one that was kind of the most plain talk mm-hmm. that he would be able, even at four and a half years old to understand. And we settled on, um, kind of the new living translation for him for a lot of these verses, because it is, um, a lot more plain talk. It's not quite the message. The message is incredibly plain talk, but I feel like maybe sometimes you lose some of the gravitas that the verse needs to carry with it. Um, Nice but, word. Gravitas was one of our words of the week many, many, many shows ago. Well, nice. 10 bonus points for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but with New Living Translation, it it tends to kind of hold on to that, but it's definitely something that he at four and a half years old can understand without it being too wordy or thys and thous and you yeah, know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the things that always would bother me when I was inside is the Bible that you would get from you know, the facility was a King James. And Mm -hmm. I was sitting here with guys who were reading it like a second grade level, trying to work out what this verse means. It's like, come on, let's, let's get a, you know, a version that works better for them. What, what was the verse again that Psalm, uh, four, eight, four, eight, man, right at the beginning of them. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I like looking at, uh, different versions of of stuff and yeah. so um yeah they, I, I 
it's one of the ones I have a friend um, in San Diego and um, he has a pigeon uh, English version of the Bible. I was just trying to find this in <laughs> yeah. pigeon. I thought, oh, this would, this would be good, but I, I, I don't have enough time to type without talking. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got yeah, on the I, audio Bible. Yeah, so I, I actually did a semester of Bible college in uh, on Maui. And there were several, not, not anybody from our class, but there were several people in the church that had pigeon Bibles. And it was, it was really entertaining to sit down and compare verses. Yes. If we would do it, I, I, this is probably the dorkiest thing. Like, like, boy, you are legit Bible college students. Cause we would sit around and we'd look up a verse and then we'd look it up in the pigeon Bible and it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And it was giggle. really funny. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And giggle yeah. a lot. Um, so if if you've got out there, you've got kids, and, and this doesn't have to be just for kids. Um, I mean, I think this is so awesome, the foundation you've built for Asher, because this is something that you did when he was a young child. And as he gets older, most of us don't remember, you know, being two, three years old. Right. Um, maybe some things, but but this is going to be something he just always knows. I've been doing this, and this works. So he's going to be able to apply verses throughout what what do you recommend as a a youth pastor and a a youth minister for parents to get started with uh getting verses into their kids because you, you talked about the classics and i think it would be fun you know like if you did you know instead of john 316 maybe give him john you know 315 and mm -hmm. 17 but skip 16 and just yeah. let them know the others because everyone else would be popping off with the classics but what right. do you recommend for kids for getting them started with memorization I think even before the memorization started, we had this children's version of the Bible that told kind of all the the big stories, uh, like kind of the Sunday school stories, right? Uh, Noah's Ark, David and Goliath, but it's it's set in order from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, and it kind of picks some of the main themes and stories out of each book and, and talks to them. And so we we got that Bible as a gift for him when he was born, and... When he was about three, we started reading it at the dinner table, mm. and that's become a thing. You know, um, most nights he said, "You know, uh, can we read something out of the Bible?" And he's starting to generate his favorites. But it's also, like I said, it's it's a lot more plain talk, but it is scriptural. It's not just somebody telling the story of David and Goliath. It's the actual verses from the Bible. And so even in that way, us reading these stories to him, he's beginning to develop this understanding of scripture and he's starting to remember these things the same way that, you know, you remember a funny line from a movie or something. It just sticks in your head, right? you know, um, and, and when you can chain it to the story as well, it begins to help. So I, I'm not so much a fan of going here, here's a list of things that you need to know because that is going back to what we said about abiding in, in the presence of God, getting lost in the presence of God, a list of things to memorize is not getting lost. Yeah. Reading your Bible or, or for a smaller child, reading the Bible to them is bringing them into the presence of God and allowing them to get to know God and, and to become friends with God. Um, and then in that way, you begin to, to just remember these things. Even if you don't remember word for word what yeah. the verse is, you still understand the idea of it. There's this show, The Chosen, on 
Um, I've never heard of it. Oh, it no, is so I'm good. Joking. You've got to check I'm it joking. out. I okay, that's, good. I was gonna, that's the line everybody says. I was about yeah. to come over the we, table. When, when, when we, we were in Portland last <laughs> spring, uh, our, our friend Faith showed it to Bev, and that's what Bev has been doing to everybody yeah. she's met since, like, May of last year. Oh, you have to – we'll sit down and, like, oh, I know we just have five minutes on the bus, but here, you have to watch this. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so Callie and I have been watching through this show, and it's it's amazing to me – um, as these stories are being played out in the show, a how much of it is actually word for word scripture? Mm-hmm. Um, but that even in my own head, like I'm, I know the lines already, yeah. right? Like I know what's right. about to be said because I'm remembering things, and and even if I don't have have it spot on, I know it, you know, yeah. because partly because I've been reading these stories to to my boy, you know, um. And, and getting into these things. And when I read it to him, I'm retaining it myself. So, you know, for for an adult, if you're brand new to the Bible, if you've never read it, do not start in Genesis. Um, <laughs> great book. I, I love every book of the Bible. They all have something to offer, even Leviticus, dry as it is. But start in Mark or start in John. Um, even, even out of all the Gospels, those are the two that I would recommend because – they're they're just they're some of the easiest ones to digest and they're some of the they're the ones that cover the most important themes of what Christ has done for us. Yeah. And then from there you can begin to branch out. But as an adult it's about spending time in God's presence yourself. Yeah. That's where peace is found. It's not in memorizing things but it's in spending time in the word and spending time in prayer. Memorization will come along with that. Um like for you, at least memorizing the themes, knowing yeah. what was said, even if you don't know where. Right. For a child, read to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, we were watching uh, a couple weeks ago, Bev and I sat down and watched the three Hobbit movies. And I've read The Hobbit, I don't know, a dozen or so times right. over the years. And when they used the lines, from, I was like, oh, Bev, that is a direct quote from the book. Right. And it's like, all right, I know that stuff because it's just ingrained and I can just yeah. recall it and apply it. And I know like anybody who's been around you knows that you just got a little engine turning in your head and every once in a while the clutch engages and a movie <laughs> quote will come out Everyone's, that just well, applies. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, if we can do that with movies that we've seen, mm-hmm. certainly we should be able to do that with the Bible and know that when a situation comes up, the clutch engages and now yeah. this lesson comes out. And I just I think it's so awesome that Asher's going to have that, yeah, uh, from such a young age. Yeah. Well, and it's obvious that he is a chip off the old block because even at oh heaven two helps. and a half and three years old, he's quoting movies. Yeah. You know, different cartoons <laughs> and stuff that that he's watched. And the one that I remember most is this. So we were we were living on the Central Coast at this time, and he's he's in the the kids program at church, and. Callie had gone to pick him up from the room. And the pastor's wife is one of the people that works in this room. And we had been watching that um, that, that movie, Sing, about oh. the singing contest uh-huh. with the animals. It's an animated movie. And at one point, there's this little mouse, and he's driving this giant car, but he's running away from some bears or something. He's all, so long, suckers! <laughs> and we're picking Ash up from, from the little kid's you know, program there. And he might have been two and a half or maybe right at three years old. And we're picking him up, and he just looks back at 
Oh no, this he was out on the playground riding in one of the little cars and he's pedaling this thing away from another kid and he looks over his shoulder and goes, "So long, suckers." <laughs> and that was when I knew I'm in trouble. He had it. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. he's got, he's got the, the gift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said gift. Uh, interesting way of putting it. Well, um, thank you. Uh, if if you want to get your kids going with the Bible and you're thinking it's too early, it's not. If they can't read, right. you can't. If you can't, there's audio versions. Mm-hmm. There's you know you can find this stuff out there. Right. So get get that going with them and don't think it's too early to start with your kids because. You don't want it to be too late. Yeah, uh, just like, make I mean, it happen. Proverbs says, and again, I don't. I know it's in that book somewhere. I, I don't know the chapter and verse from it, but it it says, you know, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Yeah, I'm evidence of that. My parents took me to church. They poured into me. They they fed me when I was a child, and there was a time when I did stray. I did walk away, but ultimately I knew the truth and mm-hmm. and that was what drew me back. Yeah. You know, as now that I am older, I have not departed from it. Um, you know, and between reading the Bible and and prayer, you know, that's that's what you can do for your kids. That's yeah. what that's what God is calling us to do for our children. Yeah. Yeah, and it it will make just a huge difference uh in their lives. And, Absolutely. And sometimes that boomerang just keeps on flying, but I have to think it'll come back. You know, our son, he's still flying in another direction, but I know he's yeah. a boomerang and at some point he's going to come back and, and God knows the physics way more than I do. So right, right. you, you just know. keep on going he's, and keep on praying and, and yeah. keep on. He, he's on. always on time Yep, because he created time. Yep. It may not be my time. And, and that's something I struggle with is being patient with God's time, but God's time is perfect and his reasons are perfect. And so even though I don't know, I trust. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here, Matt. Uh, If you need to uh, get more information about the Bible, pick one up. They're everywhere. Go to a hotel and take it. I've been told many times that it's the most stolen book uh, in America is the Bible. Uh, So, you know, go and get you a Bible. Look online. There's free Bible apps that you can Mm -hmm. listen on your phone or whatever. And if you're listening to this podcast, that means you've got access. So get access and access your Bible. Use that word of the week, connote. Give yourself 10 points. Go check us out on uh, our social media. Become a patron by going to messituppodcast.com and push the become a patron button. Don't forget, it's tax deductible, folks. You can take that off of your taxes. So if you want to give me $500 a month, listen. We're here. Back the truck up and, you know, it goes right into the account and you're doing good work, getting Bibles for prisoners, getting people in and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully doing some good work for God. really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Welcome to June. Summer is coming soon. June 21st is the first day of summer. So uh, we're coming on it fast here. And uh, we just really appreciate everything you do. Matt, once again, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Psalm 4. Oh God, my defender, when I they pray, make you answer me. When I they for trouble, now you help me. Make you they kind to me now. 
Hear my prayer. How long you people go continue to insult me? How long you go they love things when no get value? And go after things will be lie. Remember, say, God don't choose the righteous for your own. And he they hear me when I call him. Begin the fear and stop to the sin. Think well about this. When they lie down on top of your bed alone, make you give sacrifice where they write to the Lord and trust him. People plenty, where they always pray, say, Oh Lord, give us more blessing. Make you day kind to us. But the joy where you don't give me, pass what them go get with their corn and wine. When I lie down, I they sleep in peace. Oh Lord, now only you they keep me safe.